Alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. Helen Keller. On today's episode, I'm introducing you to a CEO who is building a community for women who stand in solidarity for the upheaval of old systems that oppress any group of people. You have the power to be the boss of your own life. I'm your host, Monica Allen. I'm a wife, mom, entrepreneur, best-selling author, lifelong learner, and your biz bestie. I have a love and passion for all things small business. Growing my own company from $700 to over seven figures annually, my goal is to bring you inspiration, business-focused topics and tips, encouragement, and a community that helps you launch, grow, and scale your business whether you are a dreamer, a side hustler, or a seasoned entrepreneur, you are listening to the Become Your Own Boss podcast. This episode is brought to you by Zeus's Closet. Do you and your team wear clothes with your company's logo on them? Do you give your clients or customers promotional products to help them remember you and your company? At Zeus's Closet, we are like a tattoo shop for your clothes. We help many companies provide their entire team with branded apparel for themselves and promotional products to leave with clients and customers. Wearing branded apparel help colleagues feel like part of a team and make your company look more professional. Right now, you can save 15% on our solopreneur package, which includes three polo shirts and two button-down shirts with your company logo simply by using the promo code BOSS. That's BOSS, B-O-S-S, at checkout. You can order a package for each team member so everyone has a shirt for each day of the week. See the link in the show notes to access the discount. As we are just wrapping up Women's History Month, I thought it only fitting to bring you another woman business owner. And what's really cool about this fempreneur is that she is building a community for women by women. Lady Boss International is a growing community of women around the world who collaborate elevate and inspire through leadership in business and beyond. We are talking about the birth of her business, her oh crap, what am I going to do moment in 2020 to her pivot and where she is today. Take a listen to my episode with Rose Kaz of Lady Boss International. Welcome to the Become Your Own Boss podcast, Rose. Thank you. Thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to have you here. So let's just jump right in. Tell me about your business and what problem you were trying to solve when you started it. I'm so thrilled to be here, Monica. And thank you for that question. Very first, when I was launching, even before I launched the Backstage Pass, as I was thinking about it, I spoke to a number of business coaches trying to like get someone in the accountability zone for like getting these ideas out of the head and heart into the world. And that question was asked me a bunch of times. And I had this adverse reaction, like, why do I always have to be solving a problem? Can't I just be creating something new, right? Like, can't we just build? Why do I have to knock something down in order to like build something new? And now that I'm in, you know, this different season of this particular business, I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years now. I understand that question a little differently. So to answer it specifically, Whilst we're building bigger stages for women in business globally, the problem we're solving is the fact that women haven't been able to be on stages 
as much as men, right? Particularly, you know, the darker your skin, the less opportunity you've had in the course of history. And so I want to see all of that changed for all of womankind, because I think that a woman-led world, I don't think, I know a woman-led world is a better world for everyone. In short, that is the problem we're solving as we build new ways of doing business. Oh, I love that, Rose. And I agree with you. I think women would run the world differently, better, more empathetic. Hello. Yeah. No offense, guys, but I do think that. (laughs) Yeah. So as you are moving through, you know, growing this business, pushing forward, getting women on stages, having their voices heard, what has been your biggest challenge that you've had to overcome so far in your business? Uh, Gosh, two things that are equally challenging. One, internally of my internal self, like the imposter syndrome, the like, oh, this old voice. It's like, really, it's an old man's voice, an old white man's voice. Like, well, you won't have enough money or you won't have an scarcity, right? It's this voice of like scarcity and that you don't have the tools because there's not enough and all this imposter BS, right? And so I have a daily practice to like wake up and ground and do my nest that helps Rose feel like, powerful and positive and focused because if I don't have that, I can't lead my team. I can't pull back the curtain on how we do business. I can't build bigger stages for women in business because I'm inside going, right? So that's been one internal challenge for sure. But I hope that the more I age into my entrepreneurialism, that I have less and less of that, right? So that's thing. Externally though, there's also been some challenges that I've had to rely on that internal structure to just look past. And that's the notion that, right, like we hear this all the time, community over competition, which I think is it's in my guts, it's in my bones, it's in my soul, and it's definitely in my business plan. And there's also people, particularly women that are like, yeah, me too. But actually they're really just doing their own thing right? Which is totally fine. Like I'm not here to shame anyone that they should do business the way I am. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just that like, I really like for the copy to match the action. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so it's been a challenge to me because I'm definitely, you know, I was the kid at the sandbox. That's like, yeah, like, come on, the more, the merrier, like there's plenty for us, even though there's these old voices that I, I myself have internally that is like, oh, don't trip honey. You're like, there's not really enough for you, that kind of stuff that I can relate to that. But I also know that that's not real, right? While I have that internal challenge, it kind of bums me out sometimes when I see it appear externally, right? Because I can't, I can't control anybody. I can only control myself, right? Right. It sometimes feels like a double whammy (laughs) of a challenge when it's like, oh, that bums me out. But I also see so much progress, not just in what we're doing on the backstage pass, but with other women building community in similar ways, I like to say same mission, different copy. So I just have to remember that, that we are making progress as a collective, as a, as a groundswell, as a movement of women truly supporting each other. Gotcha. So let's back up a little bit and talk about the backstage pass. What does that look like as a business and how are you monetizing that? How is this business making money? Yeah, totally. Well, I have to shout out to your new podcast name of Become Your Own Boss, right? And coming from the roots of Stitched for Success, right? Like we really have to have the pattern or the blueprint for success. My mom actually was a costume designer. So I think about patterns and blueprints and stitching and like really having hands in the pot of what we're making. And the goal of the Backstage Pass is that there are more 
women taking center stage in their lives, particularly if they're entrepreneurs, right? They have their own businesses. They can still be entrepreneurs working in other people's business and perhaps have a side hustle. I mean, shoot, being the CEO of a family is a full-time job as well as as a role, right? And so there's many women that have all three of those things happening simultaneously. So we honor that. But the, the goal truly is that with this platform, so it's an online platform, social media made by women for women, that we're connecting in community. And I make community with a capital C, right? Like, I know that there's a lot of women that have built community prior to COVID. You know, we were having these conversations in real life since 2017. And then during COVID, during lockdown, lots of groundswell of women coming together online. And it's my goal that we can bring all of those different groups together into one hub so that our goals of supporting women to be their best selves in leadership, to be them best selves in business, to be their, you know, making six, seven figures, all those that we can, we can bring together and have conversations. So what that looks like on the backstage pass is, as I said, community with a capital C, we have our lady boss lounge, which is just like a rolling feed, like you would see on other social media, but it's really curated towards women in business. So you've got like shout outs and high fives and congratulations on booking this amazing client. You've got the the lady boss library where we have topics and resources on how to get funding, how to find a bookkeeper that doesn't call you a little lady or kiddo or other BS like that, right? Where you can hire those exact professionals is in the lady boss mall. So we have all of these coaches, accountants, mindset folks, health and wellness. So it's like really comprehensive look at what it feels like and it is like to be a really balanced lady boss because we know that like just if you're making the money and your bank account has a certain amount of dollars in it that doesn't mean you're winning right if you're doing great and like getting your steps in and feeling great but you're not able to pay your contractors that might give you added anxiety and if your anxiety is through the roof so like we really as women know that we often wear so many hats so let's try to like wear some of those hats in exploration and support and development of our own selves that we can really become our own boss at like high levels. Right. Love that. You're basically, you created a platform that women can sign up for and pay a fee. And then they have access to all of these other women, whether it be through the mall or support or cheerleading or all of that, but you have that foundation there to support women in business or even as they're working in their careers in other people's businesses, you have all of that. Yes. I think because community, community is key and, and we have seen in other models with the guys, they have the boys club and it's not that we want to have the girls club, right? We, we don't want to do the exact same thing that they're doing, but just like put pink on it. We really want to like foster the community and care. And, and so to the second part of your question of like monetizing it is like each of these ways are ways that I can monetize the platform for, let's say, a woman that has a course that she wants to get in front of lots of people. In Kajabi, you can have that course supported, but it's hard. You know, then you gotta, you still gotta go build the sales funnel, right? Right. I'm I'm monetizing our real estate, that e-commerce space, to the woman who has the course but doesn't really like how Kajabi works, or is intimidated by Teachable, or is just like, ah, I keep trying to do it. My whole team will like help that lady boss, like put her stuff up there. And then we've already got the sales funnel built towards it. Right. So that's one of the ways we're monetizing it. 
for our internal team, but that also looks like monetizing for that lady boss, right? So it becomes this like right. really semi concentric circle of doing business together and not against each other. Or let's just say that lady boss with a course in Kajabi, it's not that she's doing it against me or I'm doing it against her, but like back to your first question of what problem are we solving? It's not that that's exactly a problem per se, but how much better can it be? Will it be when we're like doing that commerce together and sharing our resources of like that sales funnel or that awesome lady boss library, or just the regular lady boss lounge where people are like, yeah, girl, you just booked your high ticket client. Woohoo. Like celebrate you or, oh my gosh. I cannot even believe this happened with my tax account. Like, what should I, you know, just to have that yummy support I found over the years, it's, it's, that's worth its weight in gold too. Right. Right. For sure. I often say, you know, entrepreneurship can be lonely if you are in it alone. So it helps tremendously to have a community, to have someone be it one person or multiple people, but you need some, somebody to be alongside you to help you, to just be a listening ear, whatever the case may be, you don't want to go it alone. And that was something I actually had to learn the hard way. Even though I have a business partner, it was great for us to bounce things back, you know, back and forth, but we really needed to get outside of our four walls and meet other people Mm. in business because you learn so much from other people. Oh yeah, totally. I agree so much. Yeah. So the fact that you've created this community is fantastic. Now, another question, and I always kind of am curious about, you know, businesses, you're in business to make money, but you're also in business to help solve a problem, to help people. When you're connecting lady bosses with the funnels, are you taking a percentage of that or is it just kind of a fee that you charge them to be a part of the community? Right. So great question. So we have a couple different tiers of membership on the backstage pass. Three, in fact, one that's just general admission for folks that are like, well, I don't have anything to sell yet, or I've just started, or I just need community because my workplace is just killing my soul or whatever. Right. So that's just like general entrance. And we're like, come on, girl, like hug you up and like get you a new job. Right. And then the two different tiers as far as having a shop, what we like to call the shop in the mall, right? So like when you go to a big mall, like everyone's, there's all the little stores and stuff like that. So same idea, but it's virtual. And so that we see as sort of like an advertising, right? So there's a, there's a monthly fee for that, but I will say it's a pretty good savings if you do the year. And then we have very, in those two different levels, like support, like how much support you need. If you're like, "Ah, I know how to work this, like I'm good versus like we need, you know, your branding smarts rose, we need your tech genius from your tech crew, right? So there is a flat fee, a monthly or yearly. And then we do take a small commission per sale. So it is kind of a little bit of both models, Mm -hmm. but we've done a lot of research on the different services like Kajabi, like, you know, whatever your Podia, your affiliate, right? There's all these different things, but none of these programs are as robust as ours because we bring all of these different pieces to it. And so we've kept our our advertising part of it, right? The cost to, to be on the thing, the admin part as low as possible, because we want to be competitive to those other teachables and thinkable or thinkletic or whatever it is. And also show you that we're bringing you, we're bringing you that sales funnel and incentivize that as well. 
And we also have a number of different ways to encourage our community members who are already really active um, and having mm-hmm. a great time on the backstage. We have some commission structures to share them in an affiliate program, but more internally, right? Like Podia does that in its own way. Kajabi does its own special thing in its own way. And we're, we're making like a very robust experience so that we can monetize, but you can monetize. So that again, we're like doing business differently versus like one person at the top has all the keys to your social media right. <laughs> inboxes and, and you have to hustle hard to like get after your contacts. It's like, no, no, no. We like want to flip that model and we want to share it a lot, a lot. And, and in full transparency, like I, I love to talk about money. I love to talk about our pay structures and how we do it. So thank you for that question. Yeah. And I think it's important to to be able to answer that question for people who want to be on the platform, because it sounds like a great place to be. If you have a course or you're selling a product or whatever the case may be, you have that support system there and you can lean into the tech if you don't have that. And I need to check it out. That's really, really great. Rose, you started lady boss in 2017. I think I heard you say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. And how's it been going? I know COVID, you know, pandemic 2020. How was it before 2020? How is it after 2020? Honestly, well, first I want to say that like with COVID, there's been such loss and such incredible, just, we couldn't have known how involved this pandemic, which we're still technically in. Right. Right. So I want to just honor the lives lost and the people, the frontline workers and all of the like really feely feels of this time in our, in our lives. And I feel very I don't want to say lucky, but I feel very, I can see the silver lining in in being alive during this time. You know, I started the backstage, well, I started Lady Boss International in 2017, in-person conversations. I, I work in photo and video production. So I learned all of the hard skills, like how to use my cameras and all that good stuff from a bunch of old white dinosaurs. I say that with love, but also hashtag me too. Like, come on, bro. Really? Right. And it was right around that time with hashtag me too coming out that I started to realize like, oh, wow, that's actually really just. Yeah. Like, and I think many women, we were, we, you just thought that's how it is or boys will be boys or whatever, different variations of not having the most comfortable (laughs) workplace. Right. Mm -hmm. And I already knew intuitively that in building my business, I wanted it to look different than any of the guys' businesses I had worked for. And again, I had the hard, the hard skills, like I could do my job, but I didn't want to do it in the same way as those guys. Right. So the in-person conversations with Lady Boss International was really intended like we do now with clubhouse rooms, podcasts, IG lives, but to start asking other women, like, Hey, how do you, how do you organize your business? Because I don't really like the way these guys taught me how to do it. It doesn't feel good. And I want to make a space when I'm able to hire people that feels just like way awesome and inspiring and in yes, yes, yes. Versus like, Oh, you know? And so that was the impetus to the panel conversations. And then I, I couldn't believe Monica, like how expand, like each event filled more and more space. Like we needed to expand the room and expand the list and get more chairs and get more mics and build the stage bigger. And I was like, Oh my God, this is great. By the way, not having monetized it in this, this was straight up like passion project. It was kind of its own sales funnel for me because I started meeting like awesome women in business who needed photo and video services. So I was like, okay, cool. Right. Like we do this once a quarter, people are jazzed, people feel inspired. They feel seen. I feel seen. We're like doing this. Right. 
that was just kind of what it was. And then January of 2020, even before lockdown, I was thinking about how much I had grown just in those three years from having those conversations and from building out my team. And I was traveling the world with my cameras. I was making money. I was making good money. I was like, okay, like this is this lady boss life that I have been like talking about with these other women. And it's important to note too, that those conversations were with, you know, women in tech, women in STEM, women in the arts, all not just creatives, right? Cause mm-hmm. I've experienced many of my creative counterparts are like, yeah, we'll figure it out. Like we just love to make our work. I'm like, yes. And eat nice food and dress cute and wear good shoes and drive a nice car. Like we can do both. Right. Right. We can do so, it all. Yeah. We can do it all when you have community. And so anyway, so that's kind of the, where it started. And then January, 2020, I was thinking about my model not being sustainable for me as I grew older, as I wanted to expound into other markets with my cameras and just thinking like, how could I do it differently? I'm going to, I'd like some time to think about that. I got a lot of time because yes, <laughs> as we all know, March, 2020 was like global timeout. And so trying to wrap up this thought here is I spent probably two months thinking, oh shit, oh shit. Cause I was working in the large event space, right? So corporate event, luxury wedding, cameras, camera crew, working globally. I had to stay home, no work, no flow coming in. Strangely enough, like people still wanted to keep and I was like, no, I can't take your money right now. You're freaking me out. Like, we don't know when we're going to be able to gather in groups larger than four or 10 or 12 or whatever those random numbers were. Right. Right. I have to admit, I was pretty depressed in that moment. I know many of us were. We, there was lots of lives lost. Very, very sad. And then I started to realize, wait a second, I have so much more than a bank account. I have so much more resources than these cameras. And I started thinking about all of those women on the stages in real life from the conversations with Lady Boss International. I started thinking about the places of work that they would go to after our conversations and how those shifted a little bit just from our conversations, right? And how we could really actually lean into that as a, as a beautiful new way of organizing ourselves, particularly during COVID when everything looked like turn the purse upside down and throw it on the ground and be like, what do I even need to carry with me? Right. And so just wrapping this up is, is, is that's really truly where the backstage pass was born. So lady boss international is the umbrella for the LBI backstage pass, the virtual platform where we, you know, collaborate, elevate and inspire with women all over the world so that we can do business differently. Right. And so that means passing the mic. That means opening the door wider. That means having conversations about things that historically we've been told we're not supposed to talk about money, politics, sex, right? So these are different things that we talk about in our live event series on the backstage and all these like really fun things that like spark me up in the same way that they did back in person before COVID. And by the way, I still have my cameras, right? And so still working with women owned business and brands and working with my straight up my privilege. Like I got a fat loan from the SBA during COVID that was to save my business. And it was like, okay, I'm going to save my business, but I'm not going to save it in the exact way that it was before COVID. I'm going to like reinvent it. So it's like really putting my money where my mouth is because I feel very, very, very strongly about business as activism, right? Like we can actually change the world with where we spend our money and to take that a step further is how we organize our business so that our teams and our, our communities and our clients see that and might think, oh, I have that exact same power, right? Right. 
Wow. Rose, you said a lot in there. I mean, that was, that was very jam packed and, you know, definitely very similar with COVID for our company and for our business. And thank goodness for the SBA, I was able to bring team members back to work and things like that. So it was good in that instance and the same to kind of reinvent and reinvest in a better way to support your team and to support your community. I absolutely love that. Mm -hmm. Love that. Lady Boss International is now you're, you have virtual. Are you going to go back to in-person soon? Great lead, Monica. Thank you for that. Yes, ma'am. We actually have our first in-person on Monday, February 28th in Miami, which is why I'm here right now. Not just hiding out from the snow, up north in Chicago where uh, Lady Boss is HQ'd. But yeah, so we've got a, we have a content creation party on February 28th here in Miami. And, and the goal there is to kind of bring that same model of, of par- salon parlor conversation. So like think old school Oprah. I'm totally dating myself here, right? <laughs> Oprah in the day, right? She had really, I mean, just old school, like couple people on the stage and then everyone in the audience like was able to participate in the conversation. So it wasn't like, yeah, we're the bosses and you're like the plebeians, like, like we're all bosses. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, let's have a conversation about that. So we'll have that same model on the 28th, but we'll also be doing headshots. We'll be doing some social media hacks on like getting the best bang for your real buck, (laughs) you know, with reels being the sort of trending thing on social right now or videos anyway. And then we'll have a number of really awesome lady bosses speaking about how you know, they use content for good. And, and you know, social can be kind of that like, I hate it. I love it. I need to do it. I don't want to do it. So it'll be a great conversation and a really yummy lunch. So that'll be our, our first one of the year. And our goal is to have one in person every month, which is a little insane, but also my, I love this. Like I, I have production in my bones, right? Just running in the iron. You're going to be like, where is Rose now? So like next month, our in-person will be in North Carolina. April will be in Detroit. I got Hotlanta on my list too. Yep. And then we'll also have a, a virtual component. Every month, we'll also have a big virtual event. This month is featuring Chioma Osai, who is an amazing poet based in Berlin, Germany. And so Sunday, the 27th, that's this coming Sunday, we've got some really beautiful, she's going to be singing and doing her poetry. We've got her whole crew coming through and doing some additional music and, and words. So yeah, just dreamy stuff that, what do they call it now? It's the hybrid model, right? So right. we're doing yeah. a little bit of both. And I, I mean, I think that's, you know, I think that's the great thing about COVID is that it allowed us to see opportunities that we just didn't see before. At yeah. one point, we only thought this must be in person. It has to be a certain way, a certain look. And mm-hmm. now we're open. We're open to it being a hybrid model, which opens a whole nother, a whole nother can when it comes to monetizing things, because mm-hmm. you're not limited to people who can only be in person. Yes. I know I may want to sit on my computer and I can't get away for a couple of days, but to be able to pay a fee, a smaller fee and be on my computer and learn the content. That's fantastic. Yeah. So the opportunities are great. Right. Right. Well, congratulations on that. Congratulations on going back to um, in-person as well as virtual. It sounds like you have a great, a really great business here. And not only from the standpoint of making money in a business, but also the fact that you're helping people and creating a community for women in business, 
whether it's career-based or, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're really helping people be connected to each other and support each other. Absolutely love that. So question for you. I know you've been an entrepreneur for almost 15 years. This is really your second business. What is one thing, if you could go back and tell your younger self, after all of your wisdom, what's one thing you would tell yourself, your younger self? Mm, Such a good question. Take notes (laughs) and trust. You know, at my my very first business, even before I had a a full-blown production company, I was working in similar ways, connecting people. I was doing ironically, very, a lot of backstage work, a lot of production work for theater stuff. And now that I think like I can, I got to dust off cobwebs and go back to that, to that zone. (laughs) It's been a minute. Right. But like, I'm like, Oh, even like from mindset things to, cause you know, in your twenties, it's just like, well, in my twenties, I was just like, I'm here. Right. Like I I took no hostages. I, I took no names. I just was like super fearless. And I think in some cases, careless, right? So that's the nice part about aging. You can be like more careful with your time, with your energy. I just was constantly doing things. And as I am now, but I would love to like see my notebook, my playbook from those times. And I can think back, like I can, whether it's through like my journaling now, or even some of my meditations, which I did not do in my twenties, I was not quite as mindful as I am these days. But just like thinking about what it felt like in that sort of fearlessness, because I think that there's a lot of courage when we hit the ground running in our 20s and we're just so excited to be these like adults. And then, you know, fast forward the tape a couple decades later and you're like, ah, adulting is hard. Right. But like yes. I want to when I think of my younger self, I want to I want to embody that in this version of me. Right. And but then taking notes from that younger self or what could I have told her is like. Mm, how much more considerate can I be? How much more aware? And I I say that from like a a very, um, like I'm an empath who feels and has been always up in my feels. So I I don't want to sound like I was a a raging jerk in my twenties, but just, you know, having, having sort of the awareness of, of what else I could be doing to help the greater good. Now I see that more in my thirties and into my, I just turned 40. So, you know, Happy as, birthday. thank you. I'm just about, I'm just about two weeks into my forties and I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling myself, <laughs> but you know, re- being reflective of that younger self and, and knowing that there's, there was so much energy there and I want to keep that, but also, you know, giving her grace that she didn't know anything. Like even now I'm like, do I even like, am I even, who am I? Right. Like, and just owning that, like, here I am now I'm in the right place at the right time. I have the gifts I need and the ones that I don't have yet. I will learn. Like I'm open to the learning of it. I'm open to the teachers. And hopefully as I, as I age and continue to hopefully do so gracefully, I can offer that I like to say woman mentorship, not mentorship, but woman mentorship to other women because I've been given it over the years as well. I've received it. So sorry, there's a long answer to it. <laughs> no, no, no worries. No, that was good. And um, I do think it's interesting. I like asking that question, but at the same time, we all know that all of the things that we did led to who we are today. Yeah. And so it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. But I, I like to ask that question because I do think that we've learned a lot of lessons along the way, mm-hmm. not just in our entrepreneurial journey, but just life in general. Mm-hmm. We've learned a lot. So as I aim to help other people 
along the way, I like for them to learn from others, you know, what, what were those lessons, you know, so maybe they can, maybe they can avoid some of the things that we did. Right. But of course, yeah. And of course it's made us stronger. It's made us better. It's made us the wise women that we are, but I love to ask that question. So Rose, what keeps you up at night? Uh, Well, the good thing is, is that I, I tend to run so hard during the day that by the time I actually sit down, I don't, I sit down at the computer, but then I'm like, you know, I usually pass out pretty hard, but what wakes me up at night, (laughs) which is like, Oh, you know, like I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping. It's like, ding, I'll wake up with like an idea of like, Oh, I need to talk to techie about the integration of like making the user experience easier on the ticket purchase. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm like, Oh, I need to be sure that our graphics, like what's pulling from, you know, just, just basically the running of the business wakes me up that it needs to be a fine-tuned machine a bit more. Right. And then I'll, and then I'll do something that's like, okay, that's enough of that Rose. That's enough. And then I'll go off into the land of like this dreamy visioning, like really vision, like, like way of getting me back to sleep is like thinking about how this is all going to be working together and like the purpose, right? Like what keeps me up is like the purpose of, of the little, like minutia of like, Oh, I didn't do this thing. I'm like, well, why am I even thinking about that? It's like, so I really want to embody like just in my life, but on my team and also on the backstage pass that this like shift, this change, right? Like how I'm actually doing business differently and, and to get up and go work on the thing that I want to tell techie, that's not doing business differently. That's like allowing my business to boss me and you know, your new name, right. Become your own boss. Like what if we all got to be our own boss? Then all of this, oh no, there's not enough or, oh my gosh, I'm stressing out. I can't sleep. Get out of here with that. Right. Like it, it all works out. Right. Yeah. And it's really about being the boss of your entire life and not just your business because your business can become the boss of you if if you're not careful. That's where I came from. And now I choose things differently. Things in my business have to work for me and not the other way around. So, yes, yes. I love that. Yeah. And so I, I love the fact that you said things wake you up and I'm at that point, but there was a time in my life where there were things that kept me up at night. Now I'm at that point though, where things do wake me up. So mm-hmm. when things wake you up like that, can you go back to sleep calmly or do you have to write them down, jot them down, make a note in your phone, any of that? That's so funny that you asked that because there's part of me that's like, oh, get up. Like I have a note. I always have a notepad by my bed for this exact reason. And even like when I'm working out, just because like, you know, thoughts come in and I'm like, damn, I don't want to forget that. Right. And then later I'll get mad that I can't remember it. But at night, what I really try to do, because I'm not a sleep scientist at all, just, I like to sleep. Right. But I've noticed that if I get up or if I even look at my phone or if, if I do anything that like makes me think I'm actually awake fully, then I'm totally, I'm up for the rest of the whatever. But if I just lay there and I'm like, okay, tech, I'm going to hit techie tomorrow on Slack noted. Okay. I got to remember to tell Nina. Great. And then I just start, I'm just like breathing. I'm just like, but for now I'm breathing because I love sleep. I need eight hours of sleep. If I get any less, I'm a total jerk to myself and to my team and to the person at the coffee store, you know, like I need, I know I need it. So I just end up doing deep breathing exercises. And the next thing I know, the birds are chirping, the sun's up. I'm like, okay, yay. I went back to get up. Yeah. Now I can, now I can message techie. 
yeah. And then I'm like, oh, Techie. He's like, oh, God, it's 8 a.m. Rose is awake. It's Monday. <laughs> no, that's really good. That's good. I, I do tend to jot it down because I feel like I will forget it, but maybe I should try the deep breathing. And sometimes I have to do that to fall back to sleep. I have to lay in a meditative kind Mm -hmm. of state in my bed to get back to sleep, because I do think one of the things, it's a blessing and a curse as an entrepreneur is your brain is a constant go, constant ideas, constant thoughts. Yeah. So, but that's what they, they also say that that's, the particular part of our brain, the thalamus, that is like the processing, it's like grand central station. Apparently that the thalamus of entrepreneurs is like, like compare that to somebody who is like happy to work at the the dental office as a, a hygienist, or maybe air traffic control isn't the best example because that's a little bit high. But anyways, where you're going in, you're doing the thing, you do the job, you leave, right? The thalamus of people who are entrepreneurs who are like, oh, and then I'm going to do this. Probably a little ADHD sprinkled in there too. I know I have it, right? But that that part of our brain, like it just doesn't stop. And we have to train it to be like, okay, sleep time, sleep time, right? Yes. Like, no, I'm not even allowed to have my phone near my bed, even though sometimes it gets there. Because I'll just, whatever, right? right? No, I, I totally get it. I'm right there with you. A couple more questions and then I'm going to let you pop off. What's one tip you would share with an aspiring entrepreneur or someone just getting started? One tip, ask for help 1000% and never stop and never stop because two parts there, right? One is that like, there's always something to learn. We can all, I can always be better at my craft. I can always have a better user experience on my platform. I can always do something better with the help of others, because simply it's someone else's perspective. Right. And then the other part of that, it helps us stay humble. Right. So like, I'm never going to be too good to ask for help. In fact, I need all the help I can get. Let's be real. Like, Particularly on our last point of like, our brains are just like, it's like, I need a business coach, but I also need a therapist. Right. I also need like a team that can help me stay accountable to all of these ideas and make them happen or tell me that they're like totally bananas garbage and they're like not going to stick to the wall. Right. And Mm -hmm. so that helps me when I ask for help consistently from the day I've started. I love to interview people. I love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. I love staying curious because it keeps me grounded in knowing that I am not ever going. I'm never going to get bored that way. I'm never going to like well, I'm arrived. Now what? (laughs) Right. Well, there's a quote, there's a quote that says, and I'm going to paraphrase because I'll screw it up, but the wisest person knows that they don't know everything. Yes. I love that. It's a great one. One more question because I I love books. What's your favorite business related book? Okay. So old school, it's Napoleon Hill. And I'm going to add a follow-up book to this because so Napoleon Hill, Laws of Success, I really, it really, I think changed my life when I read this book and shout out to the friend, my yogi friend, Howard, who gave me this book. I was like, okay, love it. Cause he's really just talking about like, what can be possible? He also, what he did is what can be possible if you just really like ask questions, put your mind to something, OG mindset guy, all these Tony Robbins, Gary V, all these guys, like they know Napoleon, like back and forth, I'm sure. It's a little annoying because, yeah, he's a white guy. And so he talks about for all men. And we all know that that doesn't mean, I mean, it means for all men, but it means for all white men. Right. And like, what about women or, you know, like, hi. So I get a little annoyed. And oftentimes, like, 
in the many times I've read that book, I just replace. You'll see my copies like cross out men, and I'm just like everyone, everybody, all the people, because it's just like, come on, man, don't be so pejorative with this. Like, right. but it was, you know, written in it the was time. The time, yeah. The other thing that's super interesting about that book is his my model, my business model in any of my business in any of my verticals always includes this component of like reaching out to people you see as experts in the field. And so what he did is he went and he, as a newspaper reporter, he went and interviewed Rockefeller, Carnegie, all of these like guys of, again, white guys of the time. Those were the guys who were holding money. Right. But in saying like, well, how, how have you achieved your like he's typing. No, he was, he was writing for sure with like a pencil, but anyways, he was asking because he was staying curious. Right. Right. And just the last thought on this question, I'd also encourage anybody who would be interested to look up some old school mindset stuff to check out Florence Scoville Shin, old Flossie, really a great gal. She talked a contemporary actually of Napoleon's So some of it's a little antiquated, but she talks about women having businesses and she talks about, you know, the opportunity that we have to like open up the doors for like, she's quite modern as vintage as she was, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like she would be a great person to have on a lady boss panel because she was like ahead of her time when mostly this was just white men talking about it. Granted, she was a white woman. She was talking about like making space for women. She was talking about and and around mindset stuff, not just activism, right? Like really her stuff on mindset. And the way she was able to do this is she would quote the Bible a lot and she would reference her work sort of more as like a spiritual interpreter of the Bible, even though I could see her most certainly being noted as like a mystic if she hadn't done the Bible, like slid the Bible in there to make it sort of socially acceptable or because there's a lot of, of, you know, your word as power and writing things down to manifest things. Right. But I just, I like to go old school to like, think about how this stuff has been around for a really long time, as far as like how we have the opportunity to take control, to be our own boss. Right. Like you said, right. In our lives, in our businesses, in our interactions. Right. Yeah. That's great. I'm going to check that book out for sure. Right now, I'm still getting through Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich mm-hmm. and a few others. But yeah, I will definitely check her out. Rose, this has been so good. What is, I know you're doing the in-person things. How are you continuing to market and grow your business as you move towards the end of 2022? Oh, girl, come on. It's still February. It's not the end of 2022. Yeah, you're giving me FOMO. Well, I should say, <laughs> I should say, I should say, as we continue through 2022. Yes, 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 yes. No, I, like all of a sudden I look down and it's March. I'm like, oh my God, what? <laughs> so marketing is, it's a favorite of mine, particularly because I like building brand recognition and like online presence, I think is really, really important. And so a few of the ways that we're doing that is when we do these events in person, we're doing them with there'll always be a headshot component, right? And so this is a win because the attendees get an awesome headshot. I get more content. We get to shout out about how this amazing lady boss came to our event. She'll repost it. And that's how social works. I mean, literally social people being like, and media, like the internet's connecting and like, like just fundamentally how it works. So that's one avenue. I'm also popping off at a ton of events where it's COVID safe, obviously 
Florida, they don't really have COVID here. At least they don't act like it. So just we don't have it in Atlanta either. We don't have it in Georgia either. So (laughs) yeah, it's very interesting. Just a COVID adventure. But in any case, you know, I'm an extrovert or extrovert. So I'm out with my cameras. I'm connecting with people. I'm working specifically with women-owned business and brands when I'm doing any photo shoots, which feels really like. Yeah, that's what I do. It's like, well, you won't work with men. It's not like I won't work with them. I've got a client call today with a very handsome man that I'll be totally thrilled to photograph. But I really, really like photographing women. I know I know how to make us feel confident. I know the angles. I know the like I know it. I know it. And so then when I'm working with those women, I'm like, great, here included in our package. Let me hook you up with membership on the backstage pass. So my my businesses are speaking to each other in that way. And then the last thing I'll say is that like old school press like press releases. I hired a woman. She's on our team for the next three months. She's doing like mad, just like she's going through and scouring like for Miami to know like where to post the events and, and who to talk to and who to tag and who to all this kind of stuff. And then she'll do that the same next month in North Carolina. And so I feel very lucky at the moment that I have that SBA loan because I'm able to, my entire team are women with the exception of techie, God bless techie. He's here for a woman led world. And Mrs. Techie is like here for it. So yes, really, really just like leaning into my team and and utilizing our skills on, you know, getting the word out there. And you don't have to have a press person on your team to write a press release, right? There's form, you can Google press release on the internet. You can get up some forms. There's also a number of people who coach folks on how to like engage with press and get, you know, more bang for their buck, but also, right? Like PR and marketing, they'll tell you the first thing that you talk to anybody who works in those spaces, there is promotions. There's the, you know, that's what those folks do. And then there's marketing. And so just kind of engaging with whichever one feels best to you. I just, I have piles and piles of content, of photo, of video of badass women so that it helps me to have that. And then to trust somebody else to like, go share that and talk about what we're doing. Because I do think outsourcing is, a, is a superpower. It feels really weird and scary to spend money maybe that you don't have or to like spend it where you think like, oh, I should save that for this. But I will tell you when you lean into it and let the people that are good at that versus like, uh, I think I could do, I've, I've sent a probably dozen press releases. I think I did it right, (laughs) but I never heard anything back. Right. So it's like good practicing, but you know, some of those things can be done gorilla and sort of in how ad hoc. And some of them need probably a little more kid gloves, at least from my experience, because I really want to make sure that we're, we're getting the impact. We're getting the word out there and we're sharing as, as internationally as the goal, but we do have to start locally and expand and expand. So I'll be one of those, like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego for the next six months for sure. But hopefully that means I get to see all of your listeners and you too sometime in the next four or six months or something like that. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. And I totally concur with you on the outsourcing thing. It's so important. I had a, a recent episode around how to reclaim your time and really spend your time doing the things you enjoy and that you're good at. So outsourcing is one way to do that. Yeah. But Rose, thank you so much. I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. You left us with so many nuggets and great gems. And I cannot wait to see Lady Boss come to Atlanta so I can come through. 
Yes, ma'am. I will be super thrilled to see you in Atlanta and I'll make sure to send you a link too. So you can check out um, the backstage pass. People can check out lbibackstagepass.com and see our different events that we have going on each month, as well as the different membership tiers. Our main website is ladybossinternational.club where you can learn about where we came from, where we're going and all that jazz. And of course, on the old gram, LBI underscore backstage is where you can find us on Instagram. And we do some other socials, but that's the main one. Cause you know, I got tons of photo and video cause I work with amazing women. So we like that to is fantastic. Visual. Yeah. And I'll make sure I include all of this information. All of Rose's information will be in the show notes. So you'll be able to contact her. Thank you again so much, Rose. Yes. Thank you, Monica. Thrilled. I want to thank Rose for being a part of the Become Your Own Boss podcast. Her contact information is in the show notes. If you want to join the Backstage Pass, you can visit the website to find out all about it. I also want to remind you of the gift I have for my podcast listeners, my recent ebook entitled 11 Essential Secrets for Small Business Success. That's a lot of S's. It's free for you to download. When I took a moment to look back over 2020 and 2021, I realized that these 11 things I share contributed greatly to our company's survival and success during COVID and post-COVID. I write this because I think if you implement these things early on in your business, you'll be able to weather storms that may come your way. You can download the free ebook at monicasfreebook.com. This is currently free only to podcast listeners and people who pop into the Become Your Own Boss Clubhouse rooms. If you're on Clubhouse, follow the Become Your Own Boss Club and that way you'll know when we have rooms. Again, to get the ebook, it's monicasfreebook.com or you can check out the show notes. The link is there as well. Go ahead and grab it now. I know I say this every week. Thank you for listening. But I really do appreciate those of you who are listening to the podcast. The listenership is growing and that is super exciting for me. So thank you for listening. Please follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Become Your Own Boss Podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can email me at Monica at MonicaAllen.com. If you know someone that may make a great guest on the podcast, shoot me their information. If you could pause for a couple of seconds and go to your favorite podcasting app, you're probably on it right now, and leave a review for the podcast. Also, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Lastly, share the podcast with a friend who is on their entrepreneurial journey or just thinking about hopping on the path. Perhaps this podcast will inspire them to give it a shot. Now is the time, the time to level up, leave a legacy, and become your own boss. (laughs) 